Well, hello and welcome to the Bright Side Podcast, the number one podcast of that we do. <laughs> well, uh, that's right. This is we, uh, our priority, mm-hmm. which makes it our number one podcast. And we're hoping that it's your priority as well, which it obviously is because you're listening. Yeah. And uh, we have multiple podcasts. Uh, just to, as an update, I'm Joel Hunter and I'm here with my father, Joel Hunter. We have uh, bicycle repair. Uh, <laughs> we have some on uh, I- Irish politics. Uh, and this is the big one. This is, uh, this, this is the bright side where we talk about uh, stuff that – uh, if you're a kind of a pessimist, kind of a kind of a real glass half empty fella or gal, uh, that you could be like, boy, there's there's only only a dark side to that. But really, no, there's a there's yeah. a, there's a bright side. Uh, and today that that fits really well. Our our topic today is basically talking about how. Uh, you know, the Nietzsche quote, it gets overused, I feel like. But uh, <laughs> sadly, nothing encapsulates today's topic better than that. You know, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Right. Uh, of course, the way he said it was, I ain't defying you to come That sounds like a mix between German and Swedish. <laughs> <laughs> the true Ubermensch, the German Swede, Frederick Nietzsche. Um, so... Uh, but but the idea that uh, stress and injury and trials are are the way that you uh, become greater and stronger, uh, that you build broader shoulders, and this is going to be uh, just beyond this podcast, we're going to be talking about uh, you know even the biology behind that. But but we thought maybe it'd be a good idea on this first one to just talk about um, what that means uh, in life, you know, yeah. because uh, there are very few people who are just uh, born on an island where they are adored by all and they never have any stress in their life. Um, and why is it, Pop, that you think people shouldn't wish for that? Because everybody, you know, in their in their moments of stress, they're like, oh, I was yeah. just yeah. on an island with just a daiquiri in my hand. Yeah. Uh, in mom's case, a virgin daiquiri in my hand. <laughs> That's right. Um, but, That's you know, right. why, why is that not a, a, a consummation devoutly to be wished? The problem with that is, William Shakespeare, um, <laughs> is... Uh, <clears throat> We only grow by irritation and discomfort, um, and so you can you can try to remain pleased and pleasant all your life and go for the pleasures of life, uh, which is our which is a natural inclination. I was reading the article the other day: um, Epicureans versus Stoics, hmm. and and the Epicureans are the ones who <clears throat> really refine the pursuit of happiness. Yeah. Um, There's like scientists about yes, it. Yes, yeah. exactly. And uh, um, but that is sure to listen to 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 lead to disappointment because um, there's always a um, an embedded uh, shortcoming in our happiness. Um, um, either the circumstances weren't just right, or we're not. You know, our hormones change, or our um, um, you know, we think about something we don't have, and some, so, so. But the Stoics were the ones who expected life to be difficult um, and didn't respond to that difficulty with disappointment. They just took it in stride. Hmm. You know, my dad, my daddy used to say, "You got to roll with the punches," hmm. um, and and so. <clears throat> 
there's there's a, a saying in every gym: no pain, no gain. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of that's what, what makes me just turn around right when I walk in. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, thank you. I know. I, know. I saw this sign <laughs> yeah, that made me go to the yogurt shop. <laughs> that's where we're starting. No, I'm going to TCBY. <laughs> Remember those? <laughs> I yeah, do. The country's best yogurt. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't think they made it somehow, uh, which is crazy because they had the best I yogurt. I know it was awesome. Anyway, so yeah. So, but but whether we're talking about. Uh, the psychological advantage of overcoming difficulties, um, or we're talking about the cultural um, advantage of being able to um, go across your own boundaries and actually engage with people who are different than you are. Um, um, The principle of hormesis um, being that if you have lower amounts of irritation, it really guards against future failure and it builds you up. Um, I think that principle is one, you know, again, when I was growing up, um, you know, the reason you went into sports was to not win every game, but it was to um, know what it was like to overcome loss Hmm. and to know what it was like. It was fun when you won. But not every kid got a trophy back then. Mm-hmm. Um, it was um, the 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 work of being together, whether you won or lost, whether you won or lo- uh, whether you win or lose, um, and uh, and and that built character. Hmm. And so and so, I, I really think that <clears throat> we have succeeded in this culture um, of having immediate gratification to such an extent that we will continue to build for ourselves disappointment rather than happiness. Yeah, that's uh oh that's 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 good and spooky. The, the building, you know, build unintentionally building for yourself disappointment rather than happiness cuz you're missing what actually leads to genuine lasting happiness. Um now we're going to be talking about hormesis quite a bit here uh and uh, over these over these podcasts and uh and so just to kind of put everyone on the same level playing field. Hormesis is, uh, it's this principle where a small amount of stress or irritation or a pathogen, uh, just in general, something that is a, a an overcomable amount of, of problem builds into you a, a response and, uh, and a growth that is able to overcome uh, that problem easier next time and, and lets you build stronger. Uh, and so it gets talked about a lot in biology, hormesis and hormetic stressors that, you know, that increase immunity and things like that. It's the principle behind vaccines. But uh, it's, it really is something that you can see probably more easily, more just in, you know, kind of in your face with uh, people that are put under stress psychologically, you know, socially, yeah. those types yeah. of things. It's the stuff that that builds uh, that builds character. Um, and, you know, as much as every kid hates, you know, it builds character, there's there's some truth to that, you yeah. know? Um, yeah. So, like, for instance, like my generation, everyone did get a participation trophy except me. <laughs> Where the coach was said, the coach said, you were so terrible that, that you have to give your I don't remember you that. have to give your trophy to the other best kid, uh, and and so, but it has turned me into a colossus. I can I can hit a baseball a mile uh, because That's of that awesome. <laughs> because of that stressor. Uh, no, I can't. But. Uh, 
But yeah, there's there is uh, there's something about that character building thing, and you know, you know, anyone who's seen Willy Wonka, you know, uh, the the most uh, detestable children are these, you know, the the kid that uh, ends up turning. I think Veruca Salt turns into a. A grape or something, and uh, and then there's Augustus Gloop, who's just you know gets whatever he wants. It's just he is he is uh, uh, what there's this is an obvious word uh, where you eat all you want. Um, it's one of the seven deadly sins. Gluttony. Gluttony. He is the he is the embodiment of gluttony. Uh, actually, you know what? Now that I think about it, I feel like each of those kids represented a different deadly sin. Uh, so uh, they, uh, but anyway, those those kids there there wasn't any sort of stress in their life, anything they had to overcome. And uh, and it makes sense because character is built by habit yeah. and habit is built by your how you choose to respond to something and, and, and it's learned over time. Um, and so if you don't have anything in your life that requires in you a mature response, right. it, nothing, nothing's going to make you mature. Yeah. There's, there's, a, there's a thing that's going around right now, um, childhood um, – uh, no, wait uh, – uh, Gluttony? No. <laughs> Adverse <laughs> childhood trauma. Hmm. Um, and I think that's the name of it. Uh, and they try to track um, back if you've, if you've gone through these kinds of traumatic uh, circumstances when you were a kid, those can have some lasting effects as, that w- it would be good to be aware of. That's absolutely true. But there are, on the other side of that, um, there are those of us, myself included, that went through certain childhood traumas that now we have no fear because we've already been through it. Hmm. You know, my father died when I was four. I still remember my crazy Aunt Frances. I mean, I had this—I loved her like crazy. She was a charismatic Catholic, and uh, and she was really—she she never— She was intense. She was just out there. She yeah. was very intense. Um, and, and I can still remember four years old, and she picks me up and holds me above my father's casket. Uh, now I'm suspended above his dead body, and she she says, "Touch him," and and it just scared. But I'm, I'm thinking, Jeez, what? Yeah. And and so she said, "Go ahead, touch him." So of course I I my hand reached out and I touched his forehead and it was cold and 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 hard. And he said, and she said, "He's not in there. That's just a shell." Um, and as scary as that was mm-hmm. at the time, I never feared. You know, losing. You know, I never feared death. Hmm. Uh, I came very close to drowning. I had I had a very I had one of those uh, kind of um, light at the end of the tunnel, tunnel experiences. And again, after that, I never feared death because there was enough. I overcame that. Uh-huh. You know, I was scared. I overcame it. That it took away a permanent, um, major fear that most people have. Hmm. So, um, trauma is is. Uh, um, not only something to be aware of, but it's not something to be necessarily negative about. Yeah, because it can it can serve purposes. Do you think there's wisdom in people? There's this real popular YouTube channel um, where the slogan is uh, "Seek discomfort," uh, mm-hmm. and and I like I like the idea behind it because it is you know you're you're not going to grow. Uh, by just sitting on the couch, uh, and so you want to go out and seek discomfort because that's how you're going to live a huge life and uh, have character that you can be proud of. Um, do you think that's something that uh, people can take 
too far. I mean, I think I think people will risk going either too little or too big. Uh, mm-hmm. Which one do you think is the bigger risk, and 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 how do you think people avoid that? Oh, absolutely. The bigger risk is is risking too little and, and staying within your safe zone where you, where you're comfortable, especially in this society. Um, there are there are some people. Uh, your brother was one of those that would do a double backflip off the school bus. Um, oh, uh, I not, remember that. Not not, not really um, recommended because um, it's not quite worth the risk. Uh, but I love the phrase "seek discomfort" because again, unless we're uncomfortable. Um, then we're not going to be making much progress in our lives. We're we're made to respond to that which threatens us um, and survive that which threatens us. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that goes for ideas as well as uh, actual physical threats. Yeah. And I just, I mean, everyone that I can think of that uh, – lived a huge life. I mean, historical figures and, and modern day, it's, it's really challenging to find somebody that where the, where the indictment is, they, they sought too much discomfort. Uh, there, I mean, there are of course, uh, masochists who do weird stuff, but, uh, nobody cares about them. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, they are also special, but, but it's, it's much more common that people didn't do, <laughs> People didn't do enough. Everybody gets a trophy. <laughs> That's right. Masochists, you're welcome to listen to this too. That's right. We and love you. <laughs> they they're, they really do follow our Irish government podcast. Uh, those. Uh, <laughs> As a throwback. <laughs> so um, anytime I can read Spoon River Anthology, I like to uh, because uh, it was it was Isaac, uh, my brother Isaac, that was the first one to show this to me. Spoon River Anthology was written by uh, uh, Edgar Lee Masters, and it was it was this the a whole book filled with uh, short uh, poems, and each one of them was. Uh, written from someone uh, beyond the grave, you know they were they were dead and buried and talking about their mm-hmm. life. Um, but George Gray, number sixty four of those poems, is one of my favorite ones because it 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 so beautifully uh, encapsulates what it's like to to live that life where you just you're you're too afraid of of failure or too afraid of discomfort uh, that you end up with something much much worse, which is you know the feeling that uh, nothing matters in the first place. So. This is George Gray. It says, I have studied many times the marble which was chiseled for me, a boat with a furled sail at rest in a harbor. In truth, it pictures not my destination, but my life. For love was offered me, and I shrank from its disillusionment. Sorrow knocked at my door, but I was afraid. Ambition called to me, but I dreaded the chances. Yet all the while I hungered for meaning in my life. And now I know that we must lift the sail and catch the winds of destiny wherever they drive the boat. To put meaning in one's life may end in madness, but a life without meaning is the torture of restlessness and vague desire. It is a boat longing for the sea and yet afraid. Wow. Isn't it good? It's just so, so so good. good. Um, But that, that, I feel like that just couple words of restlessness and vague desire is such a good description of of what it's like to just say 
I'm not going to do anything that I don't want to or that makes me uncomfortable. Um, there is such a specific and awful feeling about that restlessness yeah. and vague desire yeah. because you're not um, you're not growing at yeah. all, you know. And yeah. and and uh, to be human is like and do and do something uh, life fulfilling. It, there's there's got to be growth there, you know. Well, it, and it's special. It's a special danger for people my age, you know. I, at 71, I've I've got a uh, an adequate um, um, income now that that I don't have to work, and so I could just cocoon in my house um, and watch, you know, and and you know binge watch um, series that I really like. But again, that's not really living. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 I think in culture there's a there there's a there's an illusion that if you're fighting a battle. Um, um, and and everybody else is your enemy. That that is somehow um, the kind of irritation that will help you grow. It's a faux battle. Hmm. Uh, the 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 growth are the bridge builders who can listen to both sides and somehow try to reconcile them or speak a word of peace. It it it's a, a matter of ultimate safety if you. Speak if you stay within your own base and everybody else is crazy yeah. uh, and you can just shout platitudes at each other. So you've got to kind of watch the, <clears throat> watch the quality of the battle here to make sure you're not fooling yourself uh, and just staying comfortable um, in labeling everybody else um, as, as wrong or the enemy. Uh, but that uh, that um, poem is just absolutely astounding because it really is possible, especially with the kind of success that many people have in this culture, to stay within the harbor, um, and and um, and many do. You know what I like about what you just said <clears throat> is the the idea of people looking at dissenting opinions or someone who's not lockstep in line with them on every single uh, thought they have on anything, uh, that that is viewed as traumatic and something to be avoided rather than a source of growth and relationship yeah. and communication. Uh, yeah. You know, that, that part of what contri- contributes to the echo chamber culture is that um, people have, have changed dissenting opinions from something where I can learn from this person right. because they they think in some way that I don't. It doesn't mean ultimately you have to agree with them, but right. but to look at that as trauma is something that will retard your own growth in, in, a, in a way that just right. you can't get out of it because you're not ever going to listen to something that challenges you because right. it looks traumatic. That's exactly right. So, so like, and, and so that would be an example of Hormetic stress, uh, because you know yeah. it's it's you're, no words about somebody saying, "Here's why I love Donald Trump," or "Here's why I hate Donald Trump." That's not, not going to kill you, uh, but it, it might make you mad, uh, or it might you know rile you. You might have the hairs on your neck stand up. But learning to hear that and and try to get in their head of why they're there, um, it's a tiny amount of trauma, just the slightest amount, but you you grow in mm-hmm. doing that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, if you still disagree, then you just kick them in the shins and run away. <laughs> run away. <That's>, <laughs> and say, I'm not a ship in the harbor. <laughs> Today I grew. <laughs> and back to Facebook with me. So... Uh, 
the summary of today would basically be that uh, people that are going through tough times or people that are wondering if they should venture forth into something that might be challenging psychologically, uh, would you say uh, that uh, they they should do that, or or would you say they should just stay in a in a sleeping bag on their living room floor? Thank you for the easy question. <laughs> seek discomfort. It's it's and and seek to understand why you're uncomfortable, um, because uh, you will know yourself better and you will be a lot wiser uh, as to what the world's really like. I like it, and this is uh, the Joel Hunter signing off. We'll see you next time on the bright side. Yeah.